1: It's not a mystery that racism and bigotry are a problem with American police. We already know it because of their actions. We know it because of who they target. We know that they are racist and bigots because of who they shoot and who they take in alive. But a brand new study, the first of its kind that takes a deep dive into the social media posts of thousands of police officers, it confirms what we knew, but with hardcore data. American police are stone-cold bigots. And they aren't the exception either. The bigots are the norm. And even though a few police departments have started offering what we call implicit bias training, this study proves that implicit bias training won't work because hundreds of thousands of American police aren't implicitly biased. They are explicitly biased. There's a huge difference. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the Breakdown. The the, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. Journalism is so important. Without journalism and social media, I don't even think we'd know a fraction of what we know about the brutality, corruption and bigotry of American police. Now, we know it personally because of our lived experiences. But without journalism and social media, we never would have heard about the corruption and brutality of police in a town called Ferguson. We likely never would have heard that American police weren't killing people every two to three weeks or every two to three days like most of us thought but they are, to this very moment, killing at least three people every single day. The databases that were tracking this violence helped us understand the magnitude of the problem. And I'm so grateful for what I'm about to share with you because journalists and data scientists and activists partnering with BuzzFeed put in the work to make this happen. On Friday, BuzzFeed released a detailed report that they created in partnership with Injustice Watch, a nonprofit newsroom that focuses on inequity and injustice in America. And it's really the first exhaustive study of its kind ever done. And I want to credit Emily Horner and Rick Tolsky, the two lead BuzzFeed contributors behind this report. The report is called Good Day for a Chokehold. Now, I know that's a terrible name, but I want you to Google those words. Google. BuzzFeed, and Good Day for a Chokehold, and you'll find the piece that I'm referencing right now. I want you to find it. I always want to equip you with as much information as you can have. I want you to find this piece and read it and share it and understand it for yourself. Those words, Good Day for a Chokehold, were written and posted on Facebook by a police officer from Phoenix, Arizona, named Reuben Carver III, and that's what this study is all about. They studied the Facebook post from thousands and thousands of police officers, and they cataloged each one and determined which ones were racist, bigoted, violent, anti-Muslim, homophobic, anti-woman, and more. And what they discovered is what millions and millions of us have always known, American police don't have just a few bad apples. They have hundreds of thousands of bad apples. And in just a moment, I'm going to share some of the posts that they found from current police officers. And when I do, if you have children in the room, you might not want them to hear this, or maybe you do. It's up to you. But before I do that, I need to break down the difference between implicit bias and explicit bias. Let me break it down. Break it down. Very few government systems have been as deeply resistant to change and progress as America's police departments. They are resistant to change because they have a mission, and the mission hasn't changed. And their mission, and I need you to understand this, The mission of America's police departments is not public safety. It's power. More than anything else, America's police departments protect white power, and they do so at all costs. That's their mission. America's police departments are literally derivative of slave patrols. And those patrols, they also had a clear mission. And when slavery as we knew it ended after the Civil War, after the Emancipation Proclamation, after the 13th, 14th and 15th Amendments, when slavery as we knew it ended, the slave patrols did not shut down. They became police departments, but their mission never really changed. And so when we fight for reform, I mean basic Reasonable, humane reforms. Police departments fight back. And one of the few reforms that we've seen start to take hold in just a few police departments across the country is something called implicit bias training. And the thought is this some police officers, particularly white police officers, are biased in their habits and practices against certain people particularly black people, but their bias is not always overt. It's not always explicit. It's implicit, and it comes out in ways that are subtle but problematic. Just follow me for a second. An example of implicit bias would be this. When white officers pull white people over, they let them go without a ticket 50% of the time. But when they pull black people over, they let them go without a ticket just about 8% of the time. Or when white people are pulled over, police may only opt to search their cars in the most rare of circumstances. But when black people are pulled over, searching their cars is commonplace. And those police officers, and I've seen this with my own eyes, may very well be truly unaware of their habits, and how strongly their habits fall right down racial lines. Implicit bias training is designed to help officers be aware of their bias and begin to be universally fair to all people across race, across class, across nationality and sex. I won't even get into whether or not implicit bias training works, but here's what I do know. Implicit bias training will never work, ever, with police officers who are explicitly biased. Because think about this for a moment. The study that I'm about to share with you, that 20% of all current officers have been openly bigoted and racist and violent on Facebook, and that as soon as they retired, that number 20%, Double to 40%. Think about it for a moment. First off, how racist do you have to be? And how comfortable do you have to be in your own racism and in the reality that you will never be held accountable for it to post it openly on Facebook? And what we see is that while 20% of officers are racist while they are active cops, It appears that another 20% is just holding back from Facebook until the day they retire and they start posting their racism as soon as they leave the force. We're talking about nearly half of all police. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of police officers. And let me read you some of what they're openly posting on social media. And I want to give a shout out to Emily Baker White of the Plainview Project for really doing the hard work and grinding to compile all of this data. In St. Louis, a police officer named Thomas Mabry posted, quote, fuck these Muslim turd goat humpers. I'm not going to repeat myself. Did you hear what I just said? And his Facebook page is full of extreme Rated R, often violent, anti-Muslim hatred. He is a police officer in the St. Louis Police Department. In Lake County, Florida, Sheriff's Deputy Jason Williams posted a meme on Facebook along with the comment, I love this, and it showed a truck smeared with blood all over it with the caption, I just drove through Arizona didn't see any protesters, implying that the truck drove over the, pro- the protesters and killed them. Another sheriff's deputy, Corporal Robert Bedgood, posted a, a photo of a vehicle that had a decal reading, one 800 choke that hoe. Yeah, I'm serious. 1-800-CHOKE-THAT-HOLE. And he made this comment, that's my new motto. And then he commented again below the photo because people were shocked that he posted it. He says, a choke from me is the new I love you. In Philadelphia, the study found that a third, 33 percent of one of the largest police departments in America, a third of the officers that they found made bigoted Facebook posts. Philadelphia officer Christian Finico was among the worst. And the city has already paid out hundreds of thousands of dollars to victims of this man's violence, Officer Christian Finneco. In a post about refugees, Officer Christian Finneco wrote, let them starve to death. I hate every last one of them. He posted that. Also in Philadelphia, Officer Robert Oaks, who was regularly called on to investigate domestic violence and sexual assault, posted that he really didn't believe in either. And here was his quote. Oh, baby, oh, baby, please don't. Stop. Stop. And he says, listen, no really means yes, they just don't know it. This is a police officer posting the sounds of someone being sexually assaulted, saying no means yes, they just don't know it. The city of Philadelphia has paid out multiple lawsuits because of his violence on the job. And it's not just new officers or low-ranking officers. BuzzFeed found that at least 64 of the Philadelphia police officers that posted Bigoted posts online are leaders in the department, serving as corporals and sergeants and lieutenants and captains and inspectors. And here's the thing. If you are a bigot, you should not be allowed to be a police officer. That's it. If you hate Muslims, you shouldn't be a police officer. It should be against the rules. If you hate black people or immigrants or women or refugees and you hope they die, you can't be a police officer. And that sounds obvious to me, but it's clearly not obvious to America's police departments. Here they are from coast to coast, being openly, explicitly bigoted. And I'll close today with this thought, and then I have one action step for all of us. And the thought is this, cities, counties, states, and the federal government have continued to allow these police departments to run amok. And what's needed are hard, firm, clear, zero-tolerance rules, on racism, bigotry, sexism, and hate that need to be established. But police departments will not do this on their own. Cities and city councils and mayors and governors and others need to make this happen, and they're only going to do it when we begin to demand it. And that leads me to our one and only action step for today. Action. Action. I have some homework for everybody today, and I simply want you to call your local police department, ask to speak to a supervisor, and I want you to ask for their rules on racism and bigotry in the department. Think about it before you call, get your words together, maybe even write down a few sentences that you want to reference. I simply want you to speak to a supervisor. And ask them what their rules are, what are their policies on racism and bigotry inside of the department, and ask them to send you those rules. Ask them how you can make a formal request. And then I want you to email me and tell me what you find out, all right? Email me at thebreakdown at thenorthstar.com. That's thebreakdown at thenorthstar.com, all right? Good luck, everybody.
0: Break it down. The break- the burger birth- birth- birth-